What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. This was my chance to pick something. Yeah. Um, so you picked another fucking punk Christmas album. I look, <laughs> if there's anything that I am, it is predictable. <laughs> no. Is this one Christian? No. Okay. No. Um, so I picked this for a couple reasons. A, yeah. we were going to be hanging out together. Yep. We were going to record some episodes. Heck yeah. We had watched two very long oh movies. Oh my god, dude! So I was like, "Let me do a let me do a a CD." Yeah, because Dylan could literally listen to it on the yeah. drive. Like it was like, "Let me do something that's like low energy." Yeah, and I I know this album pretty yeah. well. And I listened. I I so I some did. of these some of these are like have become genuine like holiday yeah. classics to people and then yeah. the other ones are completely forgotten yeah um <laughs> i did I, I did listen to i did i have not listened to the whole thing yeah but i listened to most of the tracks on my ride up here and then i was like i can't listen to more christmas music like like sometimes yeah. you need a break you need a break <laughs> and i have had again as matt was saying this past week has been diving into christmas shit because we've watched Two two and a half hour fucking long movies. Yeah, it was, it was a big uh, endeavor. Special. So, um, I'm looking forward to chatting about this with you. No, this will be fun. This will be fun. So this, and is... I'm curious of what songs you like and what songs you're like. Yeah, I totally yeah. get why that one's awful. 
So the fun thing about this that I will say, there's two of these. Okay. There's the Santa Claus and the Santa Claus 2. Yeah, I was look, doing some research. And so the Santa Claus 2, when I was a freshman in college, I want to say, came out. So like late 2004, early 2005. And... It was like available for a digital download. I bought it. I was like, oh, this is really good. Why did I never buy the first Santa cause? Yeah. So I literally there was an FYE like at the mall right next door to my college. So I just walked over there and then bought this. Got it, yeah. So like for me, my only problem is I sometimes forget which songs appeared on which because I essentially listened to them both simultaneously. Yeah. Um, I think Santa cause two has better songs but less well-known bands okay is is kind of what i landed on but i wanted to start with the first santa cause i like doing things in order yeah i get that and this is and i think santa cause 2 would be like a potential november december album where my my attachment to this one it this could this could absolutely fit in as like a november december episode yeah but i think that enough of the songs like are like just weirdly like they feel like they're more about winter than Christmas time for okay. a lot of these songs. So I was like, all right, let's I saw your post the other day. You were getting some winter tr- jams in the other day. I oh, saw you yeah. in like a lion. You were listening yeah, to, was listening some to some Reliant K. K and the, the day before that was the, if winter ends by, yep. by bright eyes. Yeah. Was, yeah. So like I, at this point, we've gotten no snow, dude. No. Uh, and uh, I know that this is controversial. Christmas is past. That's fine by me. Then. Yep. Like, yep. Like if I'm getting snow, I want a white Christmas or I don't want to see yeah. that shit at all. Yeah. I not to get into weather talk, especially on an episode that's going to come out in March where we could yeah. we have a whole month where this could change um, from <laughs> yeah. when we're recording. What if, like by March we're getting <laughs> fucking just destroyed, destroyed by snow. I actually think because it has been like not freezing. For yeah. the most part, like the week of Christmas was like hard yeah. show cold, but it's been like light jacket, not like super bundled up. Yeah. I am very afraid that like February and early March, we're going to get just fucking wrecked. Like, <laughs> just rail. Like, like it's going to be, it's going to be bad. But yeah. that's, that's my like, not a weatherman prediction. Yeah. I hope that I'm I wrong. I feel like every year people are like, yeah, it's supposed to be a bad winter this year. Yeah. Like, every so. year they say that, but this yeah. is the year where I'm like, look, if it's going to be bad, I think it's going to be like a late, yeah. like we get like hit by like one fucking monstrous storm and then suddenly it's spring. Yeah. You know how like we get those every once in a while where it's just like it's like it feels like it's spring, it's like sixty degrees out, and then like out of nowhere it just drops to like ten and we get wrecked for like a week. Set in the house for (laughs) a week and a half. Yeah. And and then it is officially spring after like it's I I I I could get down with that. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a surprise one. But anyway. Uh, we're gonna listen. We're listening to this live yes, in our headphones. We are listening to this live so, in our headphones. So live commentary. Yeah, live commentary. So bit. this kicks off with a band called the AKAs with their cover. And I already know I don't like this. <laughs> with their cover of Christmas in Hollis. Yes. Yeah. I hate it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it is a decent opening. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> I just <laughs> we gotta wait, like, like let the vocals kick in because I, it's not good. Here we go. Here we go. It was December twenty fourth. The holiday Sabbath to dawn. When I seen a man chilling. This sounds like you and me going to karaoke. To it, it's not great. So 
I don't know too much about the AKAs, except that my one friend in high school, they were one of his favorite bands of all That's time. wild. Yeah, this is the only song I've ever heard by the AKAs. Yeah. Um, it's, I like instrument, like, I remember from the very first time I heard this, Yeah. my thought was like, God, I wish that this was better. Yep. Like, like I, because instrumentally, I agree with yeah. you. They're doing something decent yeah, instrumentally. Yeah, I like, I like the instrumental. But it's almost like, I wish that they had done the backup music and then brought in like Travi from yeah, Jim Class here. Like Jim just class, brought in yeah. someone who can, who can actually, actually rap, rap. <laughs> like, yeah. to do it. Because I think you and I could do a better rendition 100%. of this. A hundred percent. But you know, I'm always I'm not going to complain about hearing Christmas and Hollis. No, I but I'd rather Christmas hear the real song. And this sounds like your white nerdcore rapper going like, "I'm going to sound just like Run DMC." Yeah, I on can this. be just like DMC, the yeah. all-time great. And he busts the most rhymes in New York State. Not good. No. Like it's really not. But the but the instrumental is, is a it's a fucking bop. Yeah, no, it's good shit. Oh, and man. they do throw they throw a you know they give some respect to Jam Master J. So you can't fault them on that. At least they change the lyrics there. But and they get the they get that American badass drums in yeah. there. Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, so American badass. All right, so that's that's the AKAs. Um, Next up, one of the two songs on this album that I actually think. Uh, have outlasted just being on a Christmas comp that, is that song? No, no, no. The next oh, the one. Next one. Okay. That's one we're like, going to talk about. Next one we're going to talk about uh, something corporate. Forget December. Great song. I like this song. Is this the first time you've heard this though? I feel no. like this. I was going to say. I think this and the Fallout Boy song have like yeah. gone beyond being yes. this. Um, I love that piano. I've always loved that piano. Bit. See, and I like that little guitar. That. Yeah, I'm a sucker for songs that begin with specific instruments and then add in more instruments. Yeah, the layering the, in. Yeah, the layering in and then the crescendo of everything together. I, I, I'm a sucker for I'm that, always... but I'm also equally a sucker for songs that start off with just a singer and then the band all kicks in at once. Yeah. So like case in point, like... Um, nine days like this is the story yeah. like that or or uh i mean starting line like tell me what you thought about when you, you were gone. gone like when the whole band yeah. kicks in it's like man i do love yeah. like that as a moment in music always yeah. gets me going i don't have much to say about this song it's fucking good like it's a good jam this might be the only time we talk about something corporate though are you a something That's corporate true. fan yeah I'm not like actively against something corporate. It's just never, they were never a band I like. I weirdly like into. Jack's Mannequin a lot more than something corporate, yeah. even though it is essentially the exact the same, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something about the music that he was doing with Jack's Mannequin that yeah. just pulled from a different yeah. place. Um, now, spoiler the next song we're talking about is my favorite song on the uh, on the album. And is like probably in my like top ten Christmas originals okay. of the last like twenty years. And that is the batches with December is for Cynics. It's very groovy. Dude, it's such a groovy jam. That like bass. Yeah. And then the vocals kick in. Black flames to out my man. 
and that bass line just going and oh it's so good and we'll bring it down after this part Why don't we still get music like that? I feel like we've stepped away from that, but like that was really big in the early 2000s. Well, there's a there's a great documentary about the matches that came out uh, called, um, oh my God, what is it? It's Bleeding Something. It's Bleeding Chords, maybe? Okay. I feel so terrible. My friend, Bleeding Audio, Bleeding Audio. My, my friend uh, made it, but uh, they were just a band where it's like, they should have been so much bigger than they were like they were so unique and like had this loyal cult following but they just could not find their fitting their like where they fit in and i think that this song's a prime this song sounds nothing like anything else that's on this record yeah like this is this is you said it like it's groovy yeah. like it's like a punk song that's got like a real groove metal vibe to it almost their second album had nine producers yeah and the producers are brett gurowitz Tim Armstrong, Mark Hoppus, and John Feldman. Yeah. Like that's that's a that's wild. Yeah. Well, I think that they were recording if I remember the documentaries specifically, they were recording it in bits and pieces and they were like, "Man, this song would sound great with this dude's production, but this one would sound great with this dude's production." So they just were like, "Fuck it, we'll just send this we'll work on the songs with the producers that we think would bring out the best aspect of that song and then just like mash them all into this. It's a really good album." I've never heard of this band. Oh, they are great. Dude, the first yeah. album that they put out, uh, Yvonne whatever killed the locals. Yvonne Dahl killed the locals. One of the best records I've ever heard. Yeah? It's right, so I'm good. i it to my library. Yeah, you should add that to your library for sure. Um, all right. So now, we're, now we've got one of the biggest name bands uh, on the album. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard this song. Uh, <laughs> which is Blink-182's I Won't Be Home for what? Christmas never heard this jam great <laughs> you are such a liar I am such a liar I do love Travis's fucking drums in this that is loud <laughs> yeah sorry I was fooled I was faked out by how quietly they yeah. sing in the beginning um solid solid song a solid song i will say if you've heard any other blink 182 song it's, you've heard they, this song yeah they are not breaking new grounds on this one in the slightest no. and honestly like after you've heard it for a while mark sounds really bored yeah <laughs> yeah like he's really bored recording this song this is take off your pants and jacket era and that yeah album has so much energy in it and for a while dude ranch was always my favorite because no, the, the, the second punk. i heard take my pants yeah take your pants off and jacket i was just like this is great yeah this is great. Like, and well dude ranch to me was always like that this was the punk record that yeah. they did dude ranch and then enema was like the singles record and i was like that's really good but i've heard all these songs i'm tired of them and then take off your pants and jacket is to me is like the perfect blend of Enema and Dude Ranch with good production. See, I would actually argue the reason why I like that, and I've talked about this before, yeah. I like I like the album that ultimately ends up being kind of the transitional album. Yeah. So like I love the bends by Radiohead because it okay. feels like it's elements of what Radiohead was, but also like yeah. it's already the evolution of what Radiohead eventually becomes. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's a little bit trippier, but it's still like 
and take the pants off and take your pants off and jacket is like all of those old blank songs but also like what would happen yeah. with like neighborhoods and the self-title yeah. where it's like Hey, we're getting is... sad, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting sad. We're going to write a lot more slow ballads. Like... Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's definitely something. I will say Take Your Pants Off a Jacket's the last uh, Blink album that I love thoroughly from beginning to end. I think that that is just straight facts. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I don't. I, I mean, of course, I enjoy some songs off of the self-titled, but at the same time, like, I would not rank any song after take off your pants and jacket in my top blink songs no uh you know what i would actually what song uh i think that ghosts of the dance floor on neighborhoods is a a really good song um but yes outside of like that one exception i agree with you i think that they've made mediocre to very good records yes since but the that three i would even say from cheshire cat and to take the, your pants off yeah, and jacket yeah, yeah. is like, those are pretty much from front to back. They are great Agreed. albums. Okay, and honestly, like, I'm not looking forward to this new album. Like, I mean, I I'll, look, I'm, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, I, of course. I'm always happy when Tom is singing with that band, even if his yeah. voice style has changed a little bit. Like, it's so weird. I, but I'll, it's like people were like, I, we really I liked, liked the Angels and Airwaves, too. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, they're good. Like, they were fine. Yeah. They had catchier songs than Plus 44 did. <laughs> like, I hate to say I it like that. I just think that, like, I heard the single. Yeah. That they just Oh, the single they, was they, awful. Edging was like, bad. I'm like I understand that they're like, well, this is what the people want. They want old school blink. And yeah. I'm like, I don't need to hear 40, 50 year olds making masturbation making, jokes. Yeah. Like uh, all I'll say is that I think Neighborhoods is probably their best album after Take Your Pants Off and Jacket. I can't get into his vocals. I really but I can't. but I remember thinking it was going to be terrible based on Up All Night. Like when that yeah. first single came out, I was like, oh no. And then I was like, you know what? I actually I, I thought that that was a pretty good I record. I like California. California is fine. I, like I just California. to me to me even if he sings weird, Blink is Tom and Mark and like yeah. anyone else filling in as the second vocalist I know, I do doesn't work skiba. for me. I do um, love me some Skiba. I have no clue who the band Far is, but nope. they're but they're next on this record Go ahead and hit it, doing Fear Feed the World. Do they know it's Christmas? I'm feeling that. A little bit of a jingle bell. This is that weird electronic song that you have on every single one of these albums. Oh no, there is a there is a very weird electronic one towards the very end. I'm not sure if you got to that on your drive. It's Christmas time. Look, I'm just gonna say it. This cover's fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds bored singing it. Can you skip to like the middle? Can you give me like a <laughs> This is awful. This is bad. <laughs> it's really bad. This is really bad. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, like, so like on Christmas 365, you guys know us, man. Like we want to talk about positive stuff. And I think it's very rare where we will like just completely shit on something. And to me, I'm like, there is there's not enough difference in the song it's a straightforward it cover it is 100 sounds cover. tired yeah but they're really yeah this is the... so i'll give you we'll get we'll get to something soon and i'll give you some behind the scenes on one of the songs on this but first let's go to a band that this was their only song no one ever heard from them again fallout boy with yeah. you'll shoot your eye out what are they doing <laughs> 
Also similar to Blank making some of the worst records of their career. <laughs> I liked that first comeback record. Is that the one with Uma Thurman? No, that's the one with... Uh, Light it up, up, yeah. up. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I liked that first album. And what was nice about that album is... Okay, so number one, we're going to talk about Fall Out Boy for a minute. Uh, gr- this is a great song. I <laughs> would actually say, it, in all honesty, if I was ranking my favorite Fall Out Boy songs, this might this be in my there. top five. Yeah. Like, I Listen, I think that Pat Stump's voice is built for pop punk, and I'm really upset that they don't make pop punk records anymore. Yes. But um, I will say what I liked about Save Rock and Roll is when they re-released that record, they included this like really fast-paced uh, hardcore album, yeah. Pax Am Days, and it's a solid listen. Nice. Um, I- but I, I like Fall Out Boy. I, I think they made the transition we all expected them to make when they yeah. came back. The, you know what it is? Fall Out Boy is a band that I've always just enjoyed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they were like, for me, it was like, when I heard Green Day, I was like, this will always be one of my favorite bands. I will buy every Green Day release, good or bad. I will give it time and I will try. That's good for you. But Blink has, <laughs> there has never been a Blink album. and or, Sorry, Blink. We're talking about, there has never been a Fall Out Boy album that I have loved with the same passion that I have loved like Dookie, 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 Insomniac, Nimrod, yeah. Warning. Like I think that all those are so just good. like, like front yeah. to back great and Uno albums. Uno Dos Trace. Yeah, I do love Uno <laughs> Dos Trace. I actually do. I look. I cannot defend. I can defend most of their albums. I can't defend defend the the father of all motherfuckers. That was a real rough. That's release. such a weird release. <laughs> but like, I I think I've said this a million times. Green Day and Weezer at their worst are still better than 99% of bands at their best. <laughs> like I can buy that. I I think that they are just so Weezer is one and, that I can't I can't and that's just because like I have never kept up with the Weezer train so the problem is is like I'm so behind on the Weezer train that I feel like I can't catch up at this point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like they're dropping a record once a fucking They're every dropping six them like months. once every 6 months. Yeah, it's it's getting intense. And yeah. they're not all good. Like I'm not saying that they're all good. Yeah. But like I just think for me I applaud I will always applaud a band who could put out no new music, just tour on the hits, yeah. or if they do record, just record the same shit that they've been recording for 20 years. Yeah. I applaud the bands that know that they could do that and still just go for big swings. Yeah. And like, even if they fail, I'd rather someone fail experimenting at something new than be complacent doing the exact same album 20 times. All right, so let me put this out there. Piggybacking off of what you're saying, this is gonna this is changing topics wildly, but it does piggyback off of what you're saying. And just in case he's out there listening, if Aaron Barrett of Real Big Fish is listening, yeah. I want to hear some experimental shit. I want to hear the evolved real big fish. Well, I think we did get some of that in the middle of their career before uh, they cheer up. Like, I think like cheer up. And if you're, we're not happy till you're not happy. Like, yeah. I think that that was them really, that was them Which taking are still solid records. They're great records. I think that they, I think there was a big tone shift yeah. on, uh, why do they rock so hard? Yeah. Like that from, it's from heavier. It, and I think they followed that for a couple albums yeah. and then around like, 
the monkeys for nothing but the chimps yeah. for free they kind of just went back went to, back into ska. i i think alkaline trio same case yeah, alkaline I trio agree. had some really interesting albums that maybe not everybody loved and yeah. then around this addiction they just started making goddamn it over and over and over yeah. again um yeah and look at least they they did the experimental thing oh, but yeah. i agree yeah, with you right. i i i would love to hear those bands just like dude you don't have to play the shit live yeah. You know that when you're going to see Real Big Fish live, they're only going to really play like... They're going to play the same goddamn set that you've been listening yeah. to. <laughs> With maybe one or two songs off yeah. the newest album to like try to get you at To which the I'm table. like, how do you feel about that? So I was on my way up here listening to... So Twisted just dropped a surprise record, Glyph. Yeah. And um, I was listening to it and I'm like, some of these songs are, are really, really great. I like, I really dig them. I'll never hear them live. Yeah. Because, and it's, how do you feel about that? Where you're like, do you ever get disappointed when you hear a new album from a band and you're like, I'm probably never going to hear this song live because they're just going to keep playing their old shit. It's tough because I think that I'm already at that age where like, I'll buy the new records by artists, but I know that unless it is something really out there. Yeah. Like I remember, um, a band like Me Without You, who I love. Yeah. When they put out, uh, I can't remember what the hell it is. It's a very long title. It's like, everything's fine, everything's good, everything's all right, or, or whatever it is. It was such a dramatic shift. Like, they were like this screaming, like, poetic, yeah, like, hard to even put into a box, like, post-hardcore band. And then they put out this album that was, like, super folky and, like, unique and different and, like, there was no screaming to be found on it. It was yeah. like they just wrote these acoustic folk songs. And I that album, I remember being like, holy shit. Because I really thought that I would never... I was like, I'm just going to loyally buy their albums, but nothing's going to like Jump pull me you. in yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that the first album did. And then that did. And that's kind of like with the same thing with Green Day. I like Uno Dos Trey. I like some of those albums. But none of them are like, if I'm going to have to put on a Green Day album in my car, That's it's still going to be the 90s ones. Yeah. Um, so it's it's more just a case of that. Like, I can enjoy some of those songs, but I also feel like if I'm going to see a band, it depends on the artist, but like most of the time, if I'm going to see a band live, I want to be able to like sing along I to every one of those songs. And the ones that I'm going to be able to sing along with are the ones that I've grown with for 20 years. Yeah. But like, I also understand bands that are like, we're going to retire some of these songs. Like, we want to play yeah. our new stuff. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I see both sides of it yeah. as well. No, like, I, And they just finish, uh, taking it back to Twisted, they, they're they actually finishing what they're called their Certified Psychos Tour, where they're actually, like, they've said some of these songs we're never playing again. But, but like, here we go. Case in point. I mean, I do the Weird Al podcast. Weird yeah. Al's last five years, he's been like, I'm not doing any parodies. Yeah. And he's just been playing all of the deep cuts yeah. from the last 15 years. And they're wildly successful because like low key, his diehard fans, those are the songs they like more than the parodies because yeah. they have way more re-listen yep. to them than the parodies. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's always a chance for that evolution. I would love... I would love for Green Day to pull a Weird Al and be like, hey, we're going to go on a vanity tour. We're, we're just playing the songs that we want to play. Yeah. And like, if you're on board, like, come and check it out. Yeah. But like, know that this is like, we're going to be playing, playing smaller. Revolution Rock. For- yeah. <laughs> but, it's, you know it. what I mean? but it's like, hey, we're going to be playing smaller, intimate clubs. We're going to yeah. be just playing deep cuts. Like, you're not going to hear, you know, you might hear one or two big singles that you love, but we're going to like 
focus on the deeper tracks. I think that would be the show where I'm like, I'm fucking going. Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know, why do I need to see Green Day Live? I've heard the Bullet Through a Bible album, and I'm pretty sure that's still most of their set Yeah, list. that's probably what they play. <laughs> yeah, like, so <laughs> talking about bands who have longevity and are constantly having to add new songs, MXPX with Christmas Night of Zombies. So as somebody who absolutely adores MXPX's large catalog of Christmas music, this is a bop. This is this a bop. Is a solid champ. But this is still low ranking to me. Like Christmas Day is like such that, a And peak. that's what's weird is like yeah. I do like this song, but I'm also like of all of the songs you could have pulled yeah. from MXPX's Christmas library because they have the one album and then they split that album into an EP and remove that album off Apple Music. I don't know why, um, but I bought it, so I'm fine. But um, And then added more Christmas songs. This is a weird one. Like this I is think the that one. they recorded this one for the album okay. and then and put then it put on it their on Christmas, Christmas thing Christmas later. Okay. Yeah. I And again, I have slight insider information. I might do a podcast with one of the bands that's on here. Nice. Um, so I know a little bit about what their recording experience was. Okay. So I think... I think everyone had to present a new recording. Okay. Um, and then some of them repurposed it. Fall Out Boy did more with that song. Like yeah. Blink did more with that song. That makes and, sense. And Something Corporate did more with that song. Um, and I guess MXPX did too. But yeah, yeah song's fine. Um, let's jump into a band that I have never liked as much as I feel like everyone else does. From first to last with X12 Days of XXX Miss X. So, I really like Dear Diary, My Teen Angst Has a Body. Like, like I really enjoy that record. I bought the um, uh, Record Store Day vinyl. I don't... I'm not a huge From First to Last fan. Um, that was much more for nostalgic purposes. Is this Skrillex on vocals? I think so. Nice. <laughs> so... I'm going to, so I'm not sure because I have always struggled with understanding what the hell the lyrics of the song were. Um, so what they're saying. Is it not the 12 days of Christmas? No. <laughs> so what they're saying is on the first day of Christmas, my friendster gave to me. And then they're listing scene shit that you would have gotten in the 2000s. So the full 12 are. <laughs> yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. So, so the full 12 are 12 tight black t-shirts, 11 pairs of diesels, 10 vegan cookies, 9 LJ comics, 8 kids of moshing, 7 inch rare vinyl, 6 hot topic gift cards. I'm in the chaos crew is what they replace the 5 golden grain 5 golden rings, 4 backstage passes, 3 drug free Xs, 2 dog tags and my first pair of and I don't know what this is. Sakonis, S A U C O N Y S. Nope, I got nothing. Yeah, this is wild that that's a thing. 
So like that takes me back. You remember uh, Gym Class Heroes' uh, friend request song? Yes. That's this. That's this. Yep. Like that shit is so funny. That uh, weirdly around this time we've got multiple songs that, and it's a pair of shoe. I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. God, I love the scene era. I miss it, man. So I was texting someone the other day. Yeah. And I I said, do you think it's weird? That there is a generation of kids in like a seven to age year gap, but we'll say approximately like 29, the like 29 to like 37, 38 range. Yes. Where despite the bands having no radio play, no music videos on MTV and no record label to be found are known by almost every single person in yeah. our generation because they had like over a million myspace friends. yeah <laughs> like yep. like it's like bands like hollywood undead and the millionaires and broken yeah. side like could only exist in yeah. that little bubble Dude, of broken side just put out a new jam with dot dot curve <laughs> they can put out music dylan but they're not putting out hits <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just saying i feel like we need to check that out later today yeah sure we'll get on that um all right so <laughs> Another band that I like, I have one of their albums. I think that they're fine. Is this who I think we're talking but about? But they never stuck with me too much. The Matchbox Romance oh, with yeah, I'll Be no. Home for Christmas. I don't like that. Not a fan. Of, of that, this? Like, yeah, of that like, opening. The guitar tone. I like how it builds a little bit. Yeah. I, I like where this crescendos. Like, I agree with you. The tone on the guitar is kind of obnoxious, actually, but... But we're now... 45 seconds into a two-minute song with no lyrics just yet on this cover. Yeah, I'm not into it, man. I might have been more into it if we didn't have that 45 second intro. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, now that his vocals are hitting, I was like, I would listen to this. Yeah, I this is not one of my more memorable songs on this, yeah. but it's not my least favorite. But right now, Far is like the Far's the bottom. That's the bottom. Far's on the naughty list. This is like absolutely in the middle. Okay. Go for it. But it is what it is. Now let's talk about a band that I think is very divisive. Okay. On opinions. Okay. Um, and that is Newfound Glory with X. I would like to hear your thoughts on Newfound Glory. Ah! <laughs> so, my thoughts on Newfound Glory. Is know how I was talking about how I appreciate when bands like experiment and try something new with every new release. Uh-huh. I think that New Glory found what worked for them and has made that album like thirty times. Yeah, like I I don't know I don't know how anyone ranks their favorite Newfound Glory albums because they're all the so with the exception of like. When they did like two really out there things like Tip of the Iceberg and like Coming Home. 
But like outside of that, they have been making the self-titled record like 18 times. So number and I one. Love, I love the self-titled. I love like there's like that little time capsule. I feel like you can see me over here like ready to snap. This You're thing ready to snap. <laughs> there's this little time capsule of like three or four albums that they put out in a row that were like really important to me and I liked them in high school. I have not even cared what they have put out for the last like 10 years. I can get behind that. Um, number one, Sticks and Stones is one of the greatest yeah. pop punk records yeah, of right all there. time. That's in that little So I just bucket. want to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Catalyst is also a great Catalyst fucking is album. Fun, but I think that that's kind of after Catalyst, my interest in the band starts to kind yeah. of peter off. I think Catalyst was a little different. It was a little darker, a little heavier. A little bit. Um, I would say I agree with you. I think in more recent years, they, they literally just put out an album a couple weeks ago. Oh. Um, and I <laughs> also, don't they're, care. They're from the stereo or from the screen to the stereo albums have just gotten progressively less okay. interesting to I me. I thought you were going to say you don't like them. And I was going to say, all right, we're done. Like, no, because I, I think that at least the first two are fantastic. I think the first one's fantastic. I think the second one is pretty good. But I, so, okay, so we're going to get into this. So here's my weird hot take. Okay. What I loved about the first From the Screen to Your Stereo was that fitting the motif of, like, songs from movies, all seven of those tracks, like, you cannot separate your feelings of that song without thinking of the movie That's that it true, appears yeah. in. From Screen to Your Stereo 2... It's it's a little murky. So on you're a few. just bothered by the the part that hey, these aren't movie songs. Well, like, these no, songs no, are good all, on their. They're, they're all, big on their. They're own. all songs from movies for sure. Yeah. But it's like that becomes like that water gets like a little bit muddier on volume two. Volume three, just put out a cover album. Don't like yeah. like they're just like I, I don't, don't know, think this I song, know what's on volume three. I think last time I looked, I'm like these are not here. We can we have phones and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only one I know like that. I remember for sure being on volume three is um, Kiss Me. Or no, that's, no, on, that's two. on two. Um, what the hell? Power of Love. Power of Love's on volume three. Okay, fair. But yeah, hold on a second. From the screen. Cups. Yeah, that's. Starting off as Cups. This is me. I guess. Is this is what is this? That's is the me? greatest showman. Is that the greatest showman? Yeah. That's fucking wild. I need to hear this. I love that song. Let it go. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. That was the single. Accidentally in love. I mean, I guess. People... I would say at least the first four are definitely yeah, like movie. you think a movie. Accidentally in love. I guess that sh- would that be Shrek, Shrek two. two? Um, a thousand years. I don't even know what that is. Is that? I'll send my wings and I'll learn how to fly. Maybe. What's that from? Does it say? I don't know. Well, it definitely sounds like Newfound Glory. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what this is. Yeah. I don't know what it's from. That's what I mean. Like, And then this is the last one. Oh, Eye of the Tiger? Yeah. I mean, I guess like it's it's just you're a, a real big newfound glory hater for somebody who's like <laughs> into some bands that sa- every record sounds fucking they, same. I know. I just <laughs> I I don't know what it is. I, I it's, it's his just, voice. Just the shtick, like got <laughs> it's old his for voice. me. It's definitely his voice. His voice is 
has definitely bought because like the flip side is I was literally just texting somebody the other day how I think that saves the day sounds the alarm sound the alarm is like a like painfully underrated unique album that they Mm -hmm. put out and like people will shit on saves the day all day for not sounding like through being cool and i'm like i think they got so much more interesting yeah like from that point on so like in my opinion like it's really weird to me that like people talk shit on like newfound glory for releasing the same record over and over again but like rancid's done the same fucking thing and they're yeah but (laughs) but you know what i also haven't thought or bought a rancid album i mean i'm not saying you specifically but i I mean i think that at a certain point you're just like i don't really need to hear what new lyrics you wrote for the same song that you wrote like it just feels like all right cool you wrote that song again good for you that's true um, I like right. Newfound Glory. I don't know if I I like their newer stuff. Like I'm with you. I don't care. Yeah. Um. They put out a Christmas album though, so yeah. well, we need one to day check we'll it get out. there. We'll get there. Uh. So a band who I I will say that I don't think that this cover is a good representation of how good this band is. Okay. Um. Acceptance with Merry Christmas War is over. So this is Christmas. I very rarely enjoy any covers of this song. <laughs> this song just like. I can't hear this song without thinking of Yoko screeching yeah. over top of the chorus. Which, once you recognize it's Yoko screeching over top of the chorus, you'll never hear the song the same again. <laughs> um, She's except, like, is over yeah. if you want it. Yeah, um, no, who so does a really bad. good version of it, actually? Polyphonic Spree okay. does a fantastic version of it. But... Um, Acceptance put out this album, Phantoms. It's widely considered one of like the most underrated releases. Like they're like one of those bands that people are like they should have been on a Fallout Boy level. Like they just they had it all. Um, I mean, come on, Matt. They have an, a sessions at AOL EP. I mean, yeah, that's that's usually the sign of acceptance in the in the world's but uh, Was that a pun? Yeah, baby. I liked it. Um but yeah, I mean I don't know. I don't think I've really heard anyone do anything unique or different with Merry Christmas War is over. It's I, always... Hold on. I like this. I like that. I really like that. There you go. There we go. It's added to the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> so next up is, are you familiar with Gatsby's American Dream? No. All right. I'm going to play you this song, which I think is a bad cover from them. Okay. And then I'm going to play you a, just a little bit of a sneak of a future album that we'll be covering that they're also on that is so much better. Okay. Um, but this is them doing Christmas Time Is Here. Which uh, the, the crown for this one is Family Force 5. So. Christmas time is here. I like this. It's not bad. But let me, sh- <laughs> let me show you the other Christmas song that they did. And right, let me pause this. Bring up the volume just a little I bit. I like that a lot. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. 
If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Am I going to like this band? Is this what they usually sound like? A little bit, yeah. I can get into this. What? I loved that, like, early 2000s, like, we're going to create a metalcore band, but we're also just going to emulate... 80s hair metal yeah like i, I love that shit like the escape the fade yeah. and the black veil bride so, so gatsby's like american dream i would recommend their album volcano they did a bunch of like concept albums but volcano was like i remember that was the album like this band fucking rules <laughs> like yeah. but uh but yeah gatsby's is great but yeah this is not a bad cover i i think it's a unique version of it um but i just i I love that other one. Very from the, different from the taste, <laughs> the taste, the Christmas compilation. Oh my god, that's right! I forgot that's a thing. Yeah. Which also has from first to last. Song. Yeah, it's got a lot of repeats. Yeah. Um, so Jason Gleason from Further Seems Forever, he was the second vocalist, has got to win the award for the strangest song that appears on this. Sleigh bells and wine. Let's right, let's hit it. It's a lounge jam. I would play this in my classroom. Yeah. How many times must I sit here alone? bells in Unless this takes a insane dip down. This I love this. <laughs> I absolutely adore this. The only thing that gets added is that his now wife does some backup vocals that I actually kind of love. Do you not like this? I just think it's a wild. It <laughs> is. Shift. It's definitely a change in pace, but I fucking adore it. It's it's right. It's chill. It is, and I I also love this style of like taking a, a singer that is usually from an, like an alternative band or a heavier band, um, even though most of these people turned out to be gigantic pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, but people like Johnny Craig, people like Tyler Carter. Again, if anybody's listening and knows who they are. I am aware they're giant pieces of shit. Yeah. I just unfortunately really like their style of music. Um, but I, I really do dig this. 
All right, let's dive into uh, a band I don't really know that well, In Memory, with their song, their cover, I guess, of The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. I didn't know Newfound Glory had a second cover. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those bands where I'm like, if I found out that this was like secretly a super group of a bunch of these other dudes, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. sense. But I mean, for what it is, you don't really hear people cover this song that much, actually. So, and it's a different take on it. Like, I feel like most wonderful time of the year lends itself very much to like a Vegas style, like, yeah, song. Where, like, I like this style. like Also, the drummer. I'm not sure if you're listening to some of these drum fills. This drummer yeah. is all over the oh, damn yeah. place. And I'm loving it. Oh, I like this part. Yeah, this is this is one that I think I actually give multiple plays during Christmas time because again, it. there's not that many versions of it. No. Right? Um, so then we have kind of one of the only ska, the only ska appearance on the record, Mighty Mighty Ballstones with this time of year. It's another band that's released the same album. Yeah, they have. <laughs> Which is really upsetting because like. They're really good. Like they they were a really good band. Yeah. I would actually say that the reason why I think Let's Face It is undeniably their best song or their best album is because it's the one that feels the least like all of their other records. Yeah. Because it's there's not. I never really thought about it until listening to more of their stuff. It's probably the album that has the least growl in yeah. it. Like it's more of this type of singing yeah. for him. Um, but it's fine, but it's yeah. not catchy. No. Like, this is not one that's like stuck in your brain afterwards. I'm going to click over the next song and immediately forget how this song goes. Yep. <laughs> um, and let's dive into a song that could, when I first saw the title, thought, oh no, could this be a 2000s gay joke? Which oh, is no. Stan Still's I Saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, it's not great. It's not a fun joke. No, um, I hate, and I hate the originals. So it's like it's not like even, like even if you're you're really doing a really dated gay joke that yeah. I'm not cool with to begin to with, begin yeah. with, and you're doing a really dated uh, homophobic joke, parodying a song I already don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's an interesting one yeah. for sure. But this is definitely... So, so there's... On the Comedy Death Ray Christmas album, there's a similar type joke, but yeah. the song is called Daddy's Kissin' Blitzin'. 
And it's, oh, so, it's it. like, daddy's kissing Blitzen on the rooftop at night. See, that's a that's a different take. Yeah. It's not just like, get it instead of mommy. It's daddy. Daddy, yeah. Um, let's. So this is a song that I love coming up. The next song. The next song. This is actually from a, I th- a pretty sure a Christian band because it's the only re- religious song on the album. Uh, yeah. The Beautiful Mistake with A Cradle in Bethlehem. It's like a little bit more of like a Midwestern emo yeah. vibe. How dare you leave that message on my phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is another one. I'm going to bring this down for a quick second. Yeah. This is uh, one of those bands that um, musically is very different than this. Yeah? So this is... Because I like this. This is the first album by A Beautiful Mistake. Dude, they were great. (laughs) And they've been around for a pretty hot minute because they appear, they have that album. They appeared on a militia group compilation. They appeared on like the take action albums that used to come out. Yeah. So like they, they're, they kept themselves busy for like a band that you've like never really heard of. Now I will say like this next band sucks. Oh yeah. Just a, so here we go. Um, I fucking hate this next band. So the so story, much. the story with the song. So he's it's punchline. Uh, my friend from yes, One Hit it Thunder. It is a joke. Um, so the story with this song, and they actually did a and not, our theme song. Don't just say yeah. They did our theme song. They did a lyric video for this, but okay. not a lyric video. It was okay. like a pop up video almost. All right. Where it was like the ten year anniversary of the song. Chris put together this thing telling the story of making it, and it was basically that they got a phone call and said, "Hey." We want to put you on the Santa Claus compilation. And you're like, we love it. And they're like, it has to be, you have to, it can't be a song that you already have. Okay. And you have 48 hours to make it happen. Oh, fuck. So they were literally writing the song in the studio as they were recording it, um, which is crazy. Like they had 48 hours to write, record, mix, and send back to uh, the people putting out the comp. Um, and I think they did pretty well because this is like a fan favorite song that they almost never play live. Really? Like, I think they very rarely played this live. Here we go. So it's a pretty interesting song. So at the time when Punchline recorded this, they were most known for their three vocal harmonies. So it's Chris, their lead vocalist, Steve. And at the time, I'm pretty sure this was Paul still in the band on guitar doing all the different like vocal parts and harmonies and each one of them trading off on different stuff. Um, But I think honestly, for a song that was written as quickly as it is, 
it has no business being as catchy. As no, it it's a banger. Also, <laughs> did you know that like they're on a new Christmas compilation? There, so Punchline is about to, I think by Christmas this year, and Chris listens every week, so he'll be able to confirm if I yeah. said wrong. I think they're putting out a full length album of all of the because they've almost recorded a new Christmas song every single year since they. I mean, formed. it makes sense. I'm seeing like as I was just exploring Punchline's yeah. Apple Music page. Um, they're apparently on a compilation called I Surrender Slays. Yeah. Um, un- unfortunately, only the singles popping up. So, I'll have so to find the it, funny story that I heard with that wild. is uh, they recorded that song and it's actually like a really pretty, like almost like love song at Christmas yeah. time. And he said that when they saw the track list, like he goes, at least three of the songs had the word trash somewhere in the title. Like it was like yeah. trashy Christmas, Christmas is trash. And he's like, we almost wanted to write back and be like, should we like record it? Yeah. Song? Should we make it sad and gross <laughs> or something? So I think when that happens, if it happens, yeah, if they do release an album compiling all of them, we got to have I th- Chris on. I think we got to have Chris on to, to kind of explain the, the a little bit of the background of each jam. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I think Chris, that'd be great. You're listening. Let us know. Love, um, you, love you, Chris. Here's a band that I have heard way more. I have heard more people talk about this band than I've actually physically heard songs by this band, and that okay. is Sayosin with Mookie's Last Christmas. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't know if this is like what Sayosin sounds like. I've always liked Anthony Green's voice. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. I just and like I just, that guitar. I've, I yeah. loved when bands would do music like this where it's just that re- like a repetitive guitar riff yeah. like that. Were you into Circus Survive at all? Were you into- Again, a band no. that I heard not like yeah. I have heard nothing but good things about all of Anthony Green's bands without really diving into any of it. Yeah, that's wild. Like, this I is s- the only Seosin song I know. Oh, okay. Is this song on really? this comp? Um, I try it out. Right. Like I don't, I don't really have any. I'm very, very kind of similar. Like, I like listening to them. I'm not like a fan where I'll be like, oh, you gotta hear this song and this yeah. album. But like, I like, I like their stuff, and I like Circus Survive stuff too. Same, same deal. All right, so this is just Anthony Green again. So <laughs> sort of the last track. There is a hidden track on this record okay. that we'll talk about briefly. But sort of the last track, uh, a friend of the pod, Chris, actually, Fios from Punchline, was yeah. on a different podcast called High School Never Ends, okay. um, which is like an all pop punk podcast. And they did this as their Christmas album this okay. year and had Chris on there talking about the songs. And they complained about this closing song. They also complained okay. about Sleigh Bells and Wine, mostly like... This is like punk. It's like, how is this song on an album that's literally called a punk rock Christmas? It's like the yeah. least punk rock thing ever. I remember a period of time where bands that sounded like the band that we're about to play, the Red West doing it came upon a midnight clear. Yeah. Were all the fucking rage on MySpace. Okay. Tell me I'm what ready. you think I'm when ready. you do this. I'm ready. Love it. I love it. I fucking love it. I love this era of music. It's so fucking strange, but I fucking love it. We'll <laughs> skip around because this is five something minutes long. Peace on earth, 
smoke as much. I liked more like the electronic stuff. But you remember what I mean? Like there yeah. was like these electronic bands. I I know locally it was huge. Yeah. Where it'd be like a dude who would auto tune his voice and he'd have like some pre-programmed beats and maybe he'd be playing a, an acoustic guitar with like the electronic stuff playing oh, behind yeah. him. Like bands like did you ever get into bands like Breathe Carolina or the Exa- That's who I'm thinking of. Yes, yep. bands like that. That yep. this is of that era. Yeah. And like I agree like okay if I was asked to name punk bands, I wouldn't immediately think of them. No. But they were undeniably a part yeah. of the punk rock exactly. scene. Exactly. So this, <laughs> I'm assuming this album came out around the same time. Like as 2003, like, 2004. So yeah, yeah, around like the early Punk Goes album. Yes. Like the Punk Goes uh, pop and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like Punk Goes Crunk, again, they had the same backlash where they're like, these aren't quote punk unquote bands. punk bands but they're in that alternative press scene like it's, it's that's that what it was scene. it was the ap scene yeah it's sure. the ap scene so this was the hidden track on here nerf herder with santa's got a mullet hit me with it santa's got a mullet and he's coming christmas eve santa's got a mullet he's bringing gifts for you and me Frosty has a stovepipe hat and Rudolph's nose is red. Santa's got a mullet sitting on his head. Were you aware Nerf Herder just recently did the theme song for a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast? Well, because they did the Buffy theme song. It's just, it's just funny. Like, yeah. No, Nerf, <laughs> again, but here, here's, here's where I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Yeah. Nerf Herder is another band that has released the same album for their entire career. But I just find Perry Gibbs so charming. <laughs> like, I get that. Like, and I love that they're just so self aware of what they are, like who they are. Like, their newest album, I think one of their songs is just called We Open for Weezer Once. <laughs> like, like, it's just like they are aware that they are like, we, we are this, we are this band that's either not known at all. <laughs> Yeah. Or we're in known 2016. We opened for Weezer is the name of the song. <laughs> or they are known for doing the Buffy theme song. Like it, it's those two buckets essentially. Yeah. And then I love, like love the first single that they ever put out, which was Van Halen, which was just him complaining about when David Lee Roth left Van yeah. Halen in the form of a song. But like, no, I dig Nerf Herder. I mean, they're, dude, they're they've got some great songs. They've got some great. Five thousand ways to die. Yep pantera fans in love yeah <laughs> and this is very much this is and they still do it that like early 90s pop punk like still alive today yeah. type deal like bands like mast intruder or bands like the queers yeah it's or, just or it's just that fast two minute yep. yeah we're just doing these fast two minute songs that get yep. in your head there we know that we're using the same chords that's the whole point exactly. we're just having fun yeah um so, so yeah. i dig it man i think overall solid record yeah some some jams head into the playlist for sure uh i discovered some new bands today that go. i didn't get into and that's all i wanted man um justice for newfound glory (laughs) (laughs) we'll do their christmas album soon all right sounds good and every song sounds the same on it (laughs) yeah well dylan you're my santa cause for living no you're my santa cause for living
What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 